Opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The Claire Trevor School of the Arts has many dance, drama, music, and studio arts performances throughout the school year on the campus of UC Irvine. Events range from student ensembles to master classes given by professionals throughout the year that are open to the public. For more information on events and ticket prices, visit www.arts.uci.edu. That was Groovin' on a Feeling off of Putumaya World Party, and I love that song. It's a good way to start the Monday. That was uh, by the band Laid Back. And my first guest, I have two guests. By the way, I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Got two great guests this morning. First up is award-winning writer Terrence Luce. He's calling in from his home in Hawaii. I'm super jealous. (laughs) And he's going to talk about his incredible writing career and how his uh, heart defect almost cost him his life. But now he's back and he's even stronger. So I am really excited to bring on the show, Terrence Luce. Hello. Hi. Do you go by Terrence or Terry? Terry is fine. Terry. And we're off air, right? No, we're on air. <laughs> we're on air. I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you're going to tell me <laughs> yeah. when to stop talking if I'm going too long, right? <laughs> yes, don't worry. I'll cut you off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Politely. <laughs> Great. No, no worries. So uh, I'll tell a little backstory to the listeners. I actually met you because I was in the UCI screenwriting program, and I loved it. And uh, I loved your whole teaching style and everything. So thank you. Oh, thank you for, for for that compliment. And I don't know if you remember. I So I guess I did the story. I did a story on you way back you did. In the day, yes, yes, I did. And I thought it was before I met you in the screenwriting, but no. maybe it was after. No, it was there. It was uh, 2008. Ah, great. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so not that far back. But um, <laughs> I love that story. That was so great. And you brought in uh, Ralph as a Palermo photographer? Yeah. Yeah, he was great, so nice. Great photographer, yeah. He really is. He is. How did you end up in Hawaii? In Hawaii? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, it kind of goes back to, uh, as you know, in, uh, way back in, I guess, 2000, um, my my wife and I sold our house, sold everything, gave away everything, and cruised a boat, bought a boat, bought an old boat, learned to sail, because we didn't know how to sail, okay. and uh, cruised to the South Pacific after Mexico, sailed for about two years, came back with a daughter, but then anyway... We came back mm-hmm. um, in 2002, and we found that even though we had lived in Orange County all our lives, I grew up on Babel Island, it was freezing. <laughs> I just spent two years in the tropics, and I came back to, to Southern California. It was the coldest place on earth to me. That's kind of wimpy. So, I'm from um, the East Coast, Terry. So we, well, yeah, we restarted our lives. But, 
you know, we just kind of always had that tropic. We we got the tropics in our blood, and mm-hmm. and so then um, the world is such that you know it became apparent after about I don't honestly we we were probably back a good five years, but it became apparent that you know you can work anywhere. It, especially for a writer, right? Yes, um, You can work anywhere in the world. Um, in fact, uh, at the time, just before we moved to Hawaii, I was living less than a mile from uh, the offices of the magazine that I, that I wrote for mainly, okay. and um, Coast Magazine, mm-hmm. and I was never in there. I would come in once a month for an editorial meeting. The rest of the time, I would literally email my stories Yes. Uh, to the magazine half mile away. So we figured, why, I can what do difference that from, does it make where you are? From Hawaii, yeah. yeah. So there you are. That's perfect. And have you always wanted to be a writer? I mean, was this just in your blood early on? Yeah, no, I don't know. You know, I, I, that's a hard one to answer because I feel like the answer is yes, um, because that's the only career I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I went to UCI. Mm-hmm. as an undergrad, but I went to UCI, I was a, um, I was a psychology major, and the, oh. reason, the main reason I was a psychology major is because French was killing my uh, GPA, and I had to get <laughs> out of the English program, so, um, and so psychology, I didn't have to take French or, or any language, I'm terrible at languages, I don't know why, <laughs> um, so uh, I, I um, graduated and promptly bought a round-the-world ticket with my buddy and just started surfing around the world. Um, My father passed away, came back, and I was kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do with my psychology degree. Like, what do you do with a psychology degree if you're not going to grad school? That's right. And so um, I just wrote to every... And I actually back up. In college, I had a couple of short stories published uh, here and there in a couple of magazines, but Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, serious or... Um, so I just wrote to every magazine that I could think, that I saw yes. um, on from LA to San Diego. Got a job as basically a chair mover. I mean, I was in the promotions department mm. at uh, Movie Line magazine up in LA. A chair um, mover about movies, <laughs> and um, but half the day I got to spend in editorial, and so I just kind of I was a fact checker in editorial, and the next thing I knew after about a year of that. They made me an editor. I don't know why. That's great, though. But, uh, and then once you're an editor, I've found that, you know, once you convince one person to give you a title like that, yes, yes. that's what you are for your life. So I, re- I really never had to convince anyone else that I had any credentials. So I started writing a little bit, and um, there yeah. we are. That was yeah. back in 92, I think it was. It's like a domino effect. I mean, once you get yeah. one thing, boom. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't need the degree. If, if, if you get the job, you don't. No, you don't need to convince anyone that you know how to do it. You just kind of do it, and everyone gives you the next job. But it's interesting, because you do have an MFA in screenwriting from UCLA. When did that come about? I do. Um, that came about when I got back from cruising. I think, <laughs> I think um, let's put it this way, I was, <laughs> I, was living, I was living on the floor, on a blow-up bed mm. in my friend's house, with no car, uh-huh. no house, no job, and a pregnant wife. And <laughs> that's Whoa. when I got a very, back. By the way, very understanding. And so I decided, hey, you know, great time to go uh, to grad school. Yeah, very understanding <laughs> so, wife, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very under, yes, very wow. understanding. So anyway, I got my, but no, but really yeah. I, I got my, uh, I 
became an, I, I went back to work as an editor at Coast, mm-hmm. and I went to uh, UCLA um, during that period, and then there we are. That's great. How long have you been together with your wife, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Mm-hmm. Since 92. When I, long time. Um, yeah, so long time. She's stuck, she stuck with me through thick and very thin. Sounds like an incredible person. I mean, I know you've been through a lot, which actually leads me up to talking about your health. What, what happened? Mm. You were born with a heart defect, right? I was, yeah. I was, I was born with a heart defect. It's pulmonary stenosis, which these days is not very serious. But back, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in my, what am I, mid to late 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back then it was, it was, actually it was undiagnosed. But I had an operation at seven months old, no prior surgery, mm-hmm. uh, which was very early in the days of those surgeries that they didn't really know. Uh, well, they didn't, you know, on infants that small. So then I had one again at 11 years old, but things caught up to me in, you know, um, 2010, I guess you'd say. And so to cut it all short, I, I went to Stanford in 2010 mm-hmm. to finally, um, I, I was having quite a bit of problems with a, a scar tissue in a valve and, and uh, atrial fibrillation gets technical. Anyway, um, but I had surgery. I had an open heart surgery, and things went well until about five days after, and then I crashed, went into a coma, uh, (gasps) was on life support, was on worse than life support. I was on this machine called ECMO. But um, so they didn't really give me much of a chance. I think I I had about a 10% chance of pulling that off. And and somehow I just started getting better. Like, I just came to... Oh. and uh, got off life support, and then every day got a little better. But, I mean, it, it was pretty bad in the sense that, I mean, I, I I couldn't swallow, I couldn't eat, I couldn't walk, I couldn't really mm. stand up. Oh so it gosh. took me a good, yeah. And so I was in ICU for a couple of months, and um, then I came back to Hawaii, um, and I still couldn't, you know, I was... Um, I couldn't surf. I couldn't do it. It took me about six months just to get on my knees on a surfboard. It took oh. me, you know, pretty much a year to get back to functioning. So that was a tough year. I'll um, say. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Did you? <laughs> let me ask you something because the theme of the show is get the funk out. Did you find yourself mm-hmm. in any kind of depression or were you able to oh, keep yeah. yourself? You were, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, because it, it was... I mean, it was just tough. I didn't know if I was, I mean, first, obviously, you don't know if you're going to live again, but, um, or you're going to, of course, you're going to get out of the hospital bed, I guess. I mean, I was living, but, you know, at any, at at every point, you're not sure which way you're going to go, right? You're going to, you're you're going to get better. You're, you're going to get, you're going to turn the other way. Mm -hmm. So that was tough. Um, and I had, you know, my little girl, she's 12 now, so Mm. she was, what eight or nine yes um so that was tough and she was over here with my mom so i didn't know if i was ever going to see her again i didn't really want her coming to the hospital to see me right and then when i got back it was tough because i mean literally i couldn't you know i i couldn't get off i couldn't really stand up by myself so i and my whole let's say um my my mind wasn't working right mm-hmm. you know uh, because you get so malnutritioned Yes. That um, and I, I and uh, they're worried about nerve damage, things like that, and and neurological damage, I should say. So, so it was really tough because all my identities, I suppose, were taken away. Right? I couldn't, right. I couldn't surf, I couldn't dive. Oh, you're super outdoors write. guy. You're, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. Your life. So, well, 
so all those things were taken away from me. And so you do get in a funk in the sense that um, it's very, I mean, you just feel like you're lying on the floor and you can't get up, right? Yes, and, yes. Um, and at times I was physically true, too. So, so that was really difficult. Like I said, it was a very difficult year. And then also, you know, financially, you're going backwards. So, and you, and I knew, and I was, and I am a family man first. So that was difficult. Just, it just seemed like, uh, I'm sure, you know, this is, uh, you know, other people have probably even worse stories, but, um, you know, it just feels like it's, you know, you're under a waterfall, you can't get out. Yes, sure, sure. So what, when did you first start seeing that you were turning a corner? You know, I, there's one day in particular when, uh, like I mentioned, I, I finally had the courage to go out. Uh, I live at Sunset for, for anyone who doesn't know, I live at Sunset Beach on the North Shore of Hawaii. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the famed, you know, seven-mile miracle where some of the most powerful waves actually come in. But I picked, you know, it was a very small day, and I paddled out on this. I, um, my wife had bought me this soft top board so I wouldn't hurt myself. Right. And it's a very long board. It's twice as long as the board I usually use. And I uh, paddled out and, and I actually caught one wave and I think I got to my knees. Um, but I think, you know, that was kind of like, okay, I'm... It, it, I mean, I've always found the ocean just completely re- rejuvenating yes. to begin with. Yes. So I think that was... That day stands out in my mind, you know, it's kind of one of those perfect days where it's like, okay, I think, you know, not tomorrow, yes. but maybe in a few months, maybe right. in a year, I'll, I'll be back. And, yes. I, you know, you're never, every day is a, you know, a new challenge, right? Right, um, right. No one's getting any younger, but, but uh, yeah, so I think that was, you know, the ocean pretty much is, is so it's cathartic. Around, yeah, and it's, around, it, yeah, it's really cathartic. And the fact that you took that one step that day was really like, okay, I can do this, and I'll be patient. Yeah, and patience is, yeah, patience is, Huge. is key. I mean, um, and, and just, and I think it really helps have something, I, I don't know if I would have gotten through what I got through if I didn't have my family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you need something yes. to, to anchor you and to hold on to and right. to want to get back to. Yes. And so that was, you know, that was another, that was probably the one thing that, that, that got me through. And, you know, and I, I, I learned a lot about actually human um, ability to, um, of resilience. I mean, yeah. because looking back, it's very odd to me, but I never, I mean, <laughs> I I had doubts of whether, you know, I was going to be fully, you know, back in surfing, diving, sure, writing mode. But I never really had doubts on getting back to, like, uh, uh, I don't know. I just always knew I would make it. And That's so, good. That's a very healthy that, attitude. Yeah. You know? I would say when you are in a funk, you got to have some kind of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, some kind of hope. And I think you kind of held that out, like, okay, I might not be 100%, but I'm going to come back. Yeah, exactly. And, and I literally had a picture of my, my daughter uh, and my wife at the foot of my bed. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So, you know, so I could, and, 
yeah, you need you need something like you say, and um, you know that was it. Yeah. Um, Do you? Um, I know you've you've started to write this book. Mm. At this point, where are you with your health? Are you okay now? You don't have to have any more surgeries. No, I mean, oh, knock on wood, I, I don't. I mean, oh. I might have to get a valve replaced, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, about, I don't know, six, seven years. Okay. But I think they can do that without surgery now. But um, wow. but no, I'm good. I mean, I dive, I, 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 um, I dive, I surf, um, I play tennis, I can run. I mean, I have really no restrictions. I just, um, you know, I try to stay as healthy as I can. Diet wise, don't drink, don't mm-hmm. smoke, and try to keep it moving. I mean, honestly, it's funny because I speak of the, um, you know, the the healing powers of the ocean, but it's actually true. I mean, especially for my specific health, mm-hmm. my doctors have all told me get in the ocean every day. So it's kind of wonderful because it's a total excuse to leave work and yes. and go surf for an hour. So um, oh, it's great. Yeah. You know, and we writers need excuses to stop writing because <laughs> we get very important. But you know what? I find that um, I was swimming for a very long time, and yeah. when I'm when I walk away from the thing I'm trying to work on and I can't quite find where I'm going next, I get the answers when I step away. Oh yeah, it's very important. And and you know, it's true that you know I I I, I mean there are times when you can write for eight ten hours because you either have to on deadline or you're just really, really into it. But honestly, you know, that kind of intense concentration in anything, it doesn't matter what it is, I think. I think four hours is a human limit. I mean, you I just agree. can't. I mean, if I, if I get four hours of solid work in, yeah. um, and then, you know, some busy work that you have to do for other things, but uh, solid four hours of writing a day, I and mean, you know, you're, that's, that's all you can ask. Yeah, and, that, and as long as it's quality four hours, you're great. Exactly, you know? yeah. And so tell me about the book that you're working on. Oh, well, that, the, the book that I'm working on is, um, it's, it's called Cruising in the Parenthood, and I've been wanting to write it for a very long time and, and just uh, haven't. But it sort of matches up some of the adventures um, or challenges, I should say, uh, that um, my wife and I faced uh, in uh, cruising or in the South Pacific and, and Sea Cortez and mainly Mexico, um, storms and and uh, such, wow. with, with marries that up with uh, stories about the challenges of parenthood and kind of shows how, <laughs> in, <laughs> in a hopefully humorous way, right, because I, yes. at the bottom of it, I am a humor writer, um, you know, how those kind of, those challenges or, you know, facing a storm in the middle of the South Pacific is nothing compared to facing the tempest of my you know, two-year-old daughter. <laughs> and sort of... How true. That, that kind of... Uh, so anyway, it's called Cruising into P- Parenthood, and, and uh, there we it. are. I'm, I'm wrestling it into submission as, as we speak. I love it. Well, tell me about the other book. They said this wouldn't hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just that's a collection of, um, of my work over the years, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, I think it's 20-something uh, articles that I've written on everything from, from Parenthood, <laughs> to, uh, you know, pain on a Pilates mat. That's, I think, the opening one. I think it was almost called that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it's just a collection of, my, of of mostly humorous. I'd say 90% of them are, are funny. I try, to, I, try to, I try to be funny when I can. That's good. <laughs> I, th- I think funny is more interesting 
grabs the reader more more relatable. Yeah, and you know, I I mean, gosh, you know, um, I, I just feel like it's honestly a default position for me in writing because That's good. when I'm not when I'm trying not to be funny, when I'm trying to be very serious, and mm-hmm. no, we're going to get to the matter here. I just sound so ridiculous. I mean, I sound uh, just melodramatic and pompous, and it all comes <laughs> out wrong, and it's just terrible writing. Right. And so, the, the, at least if I can get a joke in here and there, it, 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 maybe it distracts people from the fact that they're reading some, something terrible. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're funny. Something terrible. Sure. I've seen your writing. You're not a terrible writer. Since I met you, I actually studied improv at the Groundlings in UCB. And, no. Yeah, and I... You're I, brave. I hate improv. Well, uh, UCB <laughs> is quite challenging for me mm. because it's a different methodology from the Groundlings. But my, but the point I want to make is I find that for anybody who has insecurities about anything, public speaking or whatever it is, mm-hmm. taking an improv class has really helped me, whether mm. it's be a good listener or I went to an event on Saturday. It was a women's networking event. And I find that I've always been a very quick thinker my dad, mm-hmm. my dad has a ridiculous sense of humor, and oh, really? now he's at the age where he's recycling his jokes. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking to people, and I, but I do like just, you know, if if I can find the funny in something, why not? Right? Why not? Because exactly. it loosens everybody and up. Improv, I, 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 oh my god, I just, you know, I don't. Let's say I don't hate improv. I just seem to feel better when I'm not doing it because <laughs> I mean that is that is so challenging to me. I mean because maybe I am, you know, I'm a writer, right? I like to go in a room for eight hours and work out a yeah. few sentences. So the improv thing scares the heck out of me. Well, it's fly by the seat of your pants and don't think. Just get out there, and if someone says lasagna, you have to make up something about lasagna. You know, what I mean, right. and that's that's a challenging thing. And I, what I, one of the things I learned is don't have any preconceived conversation in your head ahead of time what you're going to say. Mm, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's a that's a good point, but mm-hmm. god, that that is scary and and then bringing it to a new level which is in front of someone must be just yeah. terrifying. It but, would be terrifying for me. But hold this on. Is terrifying uh, for me. Uh, but wait a second. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd be so brave to do all the things you do. I mean, you surf in the ocean. I'm kind of afraid of mm. sharks. Jaws kind of ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you should have been with me ten days ago. Why? What happened? Oh no, that was uh, yeah. I I I um, go blue water hunting. It's called. It's, it's going out into the deeper oceans to spearfish, and okay. you run into sharks quite often. And so I, I ran into um, a few sharks, but then uh, you know, but it's it's all it's it's very. Uh, they're usually fine. There's only a few sharks that you kind of get out of the water for, but okay. um, yeah. And then, but I got dinner for about 16 people, so that, not the shark. Was that that big fish shark. I saw? <laughs> you sent me a picture. Was that that huge fish you were holding? The mahi, yeah. Oh, That's right. wow! Look at that. The fish yeah. must be delicious there. I mean, it's so fresh. You know what you're eating. Oh yeah, and so um, yeah, and it's a it's a great day on the water, and and um, you know you it's the I should say for, you know, for those who worry a little bit about spearfishing, but it is the most sustainable kind of fishing. So not mm-hmm. just, I mean, you know, you go out, you pick a fish, you, you, you shoot it, you bring it home, no bycatch, no, you know, nets that, that, that net yeah. indiscriminately. So, yes. yeah, but I enjoy it. I love it. That's you know, good. It's really good. 
you're a warrior. I'm sorry, but I have to say, no, no man, me. you. I'm a writer. No, come on. I I think about just everything you've been through and your whole story. I'm not just saying that. It's um, it's really incredible. I mean, do you have advice for people who go through a funk that don't know how to find their way out? Yeah, you know, I, it's funny because um, people sometimes ask me that, and and I never have a good answer. I mean, I honestly don't, other than, you know, you, you just gotta. Find what you you love to do and go do it. And, and, you know, there are days, I tell my daughter this all the time, you know, because sometimes she, I mean, we all do, right? She gets yes. in a funk where she just, you know, it's a beautiful day on Saturday. We live in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get out and do something. And, you know, kids are kids. They just want to lie around and, you know, play on the computer sometimes. Yes. And, you know, but the thing is, is, you know, I tell you, you know, sometimes I don't feel like going surfing. I don't feel like going diving. I don't feel like writing, you know, whatever it is. But I found that, you know, if let's pick surfing, you know, because if you start paddling out, and probably within two minutes, I'm just so glad I did it. I mean, I I can't think of a time when I'm not glad. So, I mean, I think the advice is that, yeah, it's tough. I mean, everyone has those days, right, where you just just feel like lying on the couch, and you need those days. But I think your body... And, you know, I think something in you or something in, tells you whether it's one of those days where you should get out and try to get out of this funk. And then for the longer ones, you know, that everyone goes through in life, um, God, you know, I, I guess I have a psychology degree, but I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's tough, right? I mean, everyone fights their own battles. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I think that, you know, some, you know, I... I I guess I've never thought of, um, I, I, I've just kind of thought, well, you know, everyone sort of goes through these things in life, right? I mean, I don't feel like, um, my challenges, they, they might've been unique, but I don't know if they were any more difficult than, Mm -hmm. than anyone else's, you know? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If people want more information about you, where can they go? Hmm. Um, I guess. Tloose.com. <laughs> Tloose.com, perfect. It has uh, links to your book and all about you, what's going on. Yeah, it's, um, uh, so, yeah, you can, you can find, and, yeah, the books are on Amazon and, and, um, and then Tloose.com, but, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, yeah. Cool. And you're still with Coast Magazine, aren't you? I do. I write for them, um, and uh, I work for other magazines, Netflix, or just a bunch of places. I guess it's a, it's a writer's life, right? You get work where you can. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's perfect because it doesn't matter where you live. No, no. That's the beautiful thing about our world right now. I think that people are so, um, you know, I think that, and I think that employers in general have kind of come around to that view too, in a way. Yes. You know, they don't, I think the enlightened view is we don't really care how long it takes you to get it done. We just want something Quality. good. Yes. Right? I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there any last-minute bits of advice or anything you want to share? And if not, that's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I um, God, just get out and, you know, enjoy life. I mean, it's, um, Absolutely. I think that's a theme through all everything I write, too, you know, like uh, kind of a combo of, of um book or intellectual learning and mm-hmm. uh but at the end of the day you know get out there and test the knowledge in the real world and do what you love yes thank you so much for calling in terry 
Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thanks, thanks so much. It was fun. It was easy. Cool. It was supposed to be. <laughs> simple, simple. All right. Well, I'll send you a link after I wrap in about an hour after uh, the show, and uh, I'll keep in touch with you. All right. Thanks, All right. and uh, aloha, everyone. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Terry Luce calling in. He's a UCI grad. He's an award-winning writer. And uh, if you missed any part of it, it will be up on my blog, which is getthepunkoutshow.kuci.org. Going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dr. Stephen Tucker, conductor of the UCI Symphony. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.